0: Welcome to the Self Reliance Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I'm your host to learning how you can create side hustle income. Hello, and welcome to Wealth Reliance. This is episode number 11, and I'm your host, Dave Deal. Today, we've got a special guest that is going to be talking about some of the insights into the restaurant industry. Grady Pace has been, become a very good friend of mine, uh, his insight into business, Family life and really just the type of person that he is is absolutely amazing. It's just been a pleasure to get to know him. And uh, Grady, tell us a little
1: bit about yourself, man, and tell us about your business. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Dave. It's awesome to be here. Um, you know, um, like Dave said, uh, we we own a restaurant um, in our in our town. It's a Main Street Burger restaurant, um, but there's a lot of family history with it. Uh, I kind of grew up working there. It's I'm a third generation owner. Um, which is awesome. Uh, my grandparents bought it was a pharmacy at the time. At the time and they bought it in 1968, and uh, so I kind of grew up as a second home a little bit there. Um, some things that you know, I was kind of had a job through high school and, and different things. It was a great way to to earn a little bit extra money. Um, after my grandparents owned it, my uncle bought it from them, and he owned it for 35 years and uh, was the pharmacist there. And it was really kind of cool to get to know him. And, be close with my uncle. And, um, and then as, as I graduated high school and started going to school, um, you know, I really kind of struggled a little bit in college. It was a good opportunity, good place to learn, but, um, I, I found myself bouncing around a little bit from college to college and university, you know, the different universities. And I went to, I think four different colleges after high school, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, on the weekends I found myself going back up to work because it was a good way to make some money, you know, and, uh, and, uh, support myself while I was going to school. And, um, eventually I landed, um, in a, a major up at Weaver State that, uh, was a sales and service major is what it was. And, uh, it was awesome. It totally changed my idea on education and like, um, it was real applicable to everyday aspects of life and stuff. And. Um, while I was taking these classes and stuff, I just kept thinking how I could apply it to, you know, what my grandparents had kind of developed and how we could change maybe and and how I could apply it to the aspects of, you know, the family business back at home. But I never really thought it'd be something that, you know, I would ever do per se. Right. Mm -hmm. While I was in these classes, I I kind of decided that I wanted eventually to have something like that. You know, it's my goal to be, to be there by the time I was 40 or whatever, you know, and be able to have that type of, uh, business. And, uh, you know, I uh, just kept working at home and, or working there at the store. I'd come home on the weekends and I was excited for the weekend, not necessarily because, uh, it was fun time, right? It was, it was time to go to work and, and I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I got to go back and see my family and see my wife's family and kind of spend some time there. And, but the, just the business side of being there working with the community and seeing different people and, you know, it was great. I loved it. And, uh, my uncle approached me at, uh, eventually and said, you know, I think I'm ready to retire. Is this something that, you know, you would be interested in? And his uh, kids wanted really to be involved anymore. And so he was just trying to, before he opened it up to see if anyone wanted to buy it, he was just kind of checking with some family that had invested time and stuff in there already. And, um, he, uh, you know, he was just kind of ready to go. And, and we thought about it because um, he was a pharmacist. That was such a big part of the business there. I mean, it was, it really was the business, right? That's what he <laughs> cared about. And the, the restaurant side, the burger side kind of was just almost a service more so that he offered to his customers and his, his patients, right. Rather than he didn't really care if it made money. He didn't really, so he didn't keep track of anything there. And so it was kind of, um, we knew we didn't have a pharmacist, pharmacist to replace him, and so that was kind of a scary thing for us to like decide if we could make it work as just a restaurant. Right. Because we to find a pharmacist to hire. Like we balanced all these different options and, and like, uh, we, uh, <laughs> it was kind of scary. Right. But eventually we decided that, you know, it was possible to give it a shot and see if it, if we could make it work. You know, we felt like we'd been doing it for a long time. Um, you know, I had a passion for it, I had a love for it. And, um, you know, it was kind of like, well, let's see what we can do, and you know, here we are now. You know, we're into the business uh, in our seventh year, and it's going great. You know, so- that's awesome, man. So,
0: talk a little bit more about that transition because I mean, that's like totally separate business models. Yeah, going from the pharmacy side to now okay, we're going to just flip and go to the restaurant side. I mean, what, what did that look like? What was, you know, obviously it takes some background in business and education, which you kind of had from the different college, you know, aspect that you had going in there, but a lot of it's kind of flying by the seat of your pants, so to speak. And what did that look like? How was that, you know, what was kind of the plan and the framework of how that all came together?
1: Yeah. You know, it was, it, like I said, it was scary. It was a scary choice to make because we didn't even really even know numbers wise, like if we could support ourselves. um, we had a general idea cause I had been helping kind of manage the restaurant side for, uh, probably three years before that. And, uh, so we had personally been kind of keeping track of numbers to see if it had potential. Right. And, and, uh, you know, we felt like we, like I said, we felt like we had the product to do it right, but it was completely different as far as making that your bread and butter. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I learned a lot. I mean, a lot of the business practices and techniques are the same that I learned growing up there, you know, watching my uncle and, you know, my mom was a manager for him, for, you know, my whole time growing up. And so seeing those things implemented, um, the principles translate, you know, it's business principles of just, uh, making sure your product's good and making sure your customers are satisfied and, and, you know, kind of learning the ins and out of what it takes. Now, the restaurant side was different than what, I hadn't learned basically as far as like working a little bit in the pharmacy. And like, I, I worked in the restaurant, I served tables, different things, you know, what to actually run the logistics of the business side was a little bit different. Um, I didn't really grasp at the time how much effort and time it really does take. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of don't have to worry about all that. At least I didn't before. Right. Cause my uncle did all that stuff. Um, but there's so many behind the scenes thing, you know, the behind the scenes type of uh, stuff you have to do that just, uh, is uh, more than what you anticipate, right? But it's okay. I mean, you have to do it. And uh, that's part of the part of the enjoyment of having the, your own business, right? Yeah. What were some of the pain points that you had to
0: overcome or some of the obstacles that were, you know, some of those really big, okay, like, do we push through this? Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's always that breaking point of, can we actually make this work? Like, I just want to throw my hands up. What were some of those pain points that you had, and what were some of the ways that you were able to overcome
1: those? Yeah, um, so a lot of like we we've grown a lot since we first like the growing pains are big, right? Since we first started, um, we've increased like our yearly sales by close to three hundred percent, right? Oh, jeez, wow! And like it was like no, I didn't ever think we'd be where we are today. Like that was it's way beyond what I even anticipated or imagined, right? So with that growth, there were a lot of changes that had to be implemented a little bit um staffing you know was was crazy we started with um 10 employees of those 10 two you could say were full time you know right, the other right. were part time um and then myself and my partner and you know so so the the first obstacle that i didn't really realize was the time it was going to take from me right and so i mean you're putting in 80 to hundred hour weeks, you know, which is tough. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, my wife and I just had, you know, a, a, our first child and, you know, she was only six months old at the time. And like, you know, you're thinking it's hard, it's hard to invest that time away from family. Right. You mm-hmm. know, um, but it was something that I felt like we needed to do because like you said, you were learning a lot. You're kind of flying by the seat of your pants a little bit. The whole business that we knew it changed, you know, almost overnight. Right we extended our hours, you know, we did a lot of things to, to be able to get more cl- clientele and a, a broader customer base. Um, and then just the, the way to train, you know, to get your staff trained up to this whole new monster, right. That right. that we weren't anticipating per se. And, uh, they were great. They worked hard. You know, we hired more people, brought more people in and, in the restaurant industry there's pretty high turnover, you know, so that's always a little bit of a hurdle, um, that you kind of just deal with constantly. Um, but I feel like, you know, the base that we established was fantastic and they were great and still are great. And as we bring people in and out and, you know, I can rely on those who have been there to help, help, you know, things that I can't do or don't, you know, they, they can show from another perspective and things. And, and it's great, you know, like you can't do it without them type of things. So, um, those are probably the two biggest things logistically or stresses that I wasn't anticipating, right. It was just the time sure. demand. And then, and then the staff increase we were going to have to to do to keep up with what was our growth was, you know? So how about from the family dynamic, you
0: know, that, that really is a tough thing. I think that's one of the things that keeps people from really wanting to start a business. What, yeah. from your wife's perspective, you know, what did that look like? How was she, was she okay with it? Was she on board? Did she, was she a part of that vision and the culture that you were trying to create with this company? Um, you know, and what was some of her insight as you were going through that process?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, first, um, so about two years before we actually Bought into the business, right? Um, I came home from work one Saturday night, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking like maybe, maybe I want to own a restaurant and something I want to do." And she was like, "No way! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't want to have a conversation about it, right? Because, uh, you know, I mean, it was just it was something I kind of done all growing up. But she was like, you know, you're you can do more than that, you know. It's mm-hmm. kind of what her thoughts were a little bit, and and it demanded time. Um, and as we got closer and we kind of talked through that over the next couple of years and really kind of, you know, evaluated it and stuff. Um, she was on board eventually, like when we got there. Right. Um, I think she knew she probably saw those just not distractions, but those um, time restrictions, right. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling away from family way more than I really did. Right. Um, and I think that's maybe was part of her hesitancy. Um, and uh but eventually she was, she was okay. And it's hard, you know, I mean, I kind of had to commit to sacrifice some of that time at home to, to get it going, especially like when we started, you know, and, uh, we're at a point now that's a lot better and I can spend time with family and, you know, we can kind of do the things together that we want. You know, you, you do write your own schedule. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want to be there, you, you are. And if you don't, you can always not, but sometimes the sacrifices that you make to be with family, you have to like, For us we're a small restaurant right a lot of times like we're going to close for a week you know in the end of october and beginning november we do it every year now um part of it to get some vacation time with family uh to give my staff you know some time um part of it to you know keep this building that's 100 years old like functional you know (laughs) i mean that's another headache i guess you kind of have to worry about is is that um on on our end but um you know, so you have to make some sacrifices. I feel like it goes both ways, right? Sometimes it's uh, maybe some time at home or, you know, not being there to put the kids to bed or different things like that, which, you know, those are some things that I saw my uncle do, you know, all grown up was he'd work long days, but he, when he was gone and closed, like he was gone, you know, like, and so it was a balance for him. And I think everyone has to kind of find maybe where that balance is individually. Right. And, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that's, and that's and it's awesome. delicate, yeah. right? It's it a is. delicate balance to kind of find that. Um, and it changes, I feel like, you know, it's different now than it was seven years ago when we started and three years ago. And then hopefully in the future, it's even, you know, maybe a little bit better still, you know, like right. I think. so.
0: Well, and it's kind of the vision that you have, right? It's when you start something, you know, there's going to be groundwork and foundation that you're going to have to build. I and mean, I always use the analogy of, you know, building a house. You've got to build that on a solid foundation because if you don't, the house will crumble. And so if you uh, build this business on a solid foundation, you know, in the future, you can build it to that area that you want to be able to spend the time with the family that you, you know, really you're trying to do. And you look at it now and it's like where if you had just a job at some company, you're spending more time with your family now. And they're even a part of the vision. I'm sure they're coming to hang yeah. out at the, at the restaurant and they're coming to be a part of that too. And so it's more of a family you know, dynamic and aspect and yeah. then learning all these amazing principles about entrepreneurship and, and leadership principles and working with people and customer service where, you know, many kids don't have that opportunity as yeah. they would, you know, in that same, same aspect somewhere else. But um, so how about, yeah, with the employees, what about the, the the culture aspect? I mean, that is a tough thing, especially in such a demanding environment. You've got to really find good people that want to buy into something you know, that you're creating, how have you been able to do that to where, you know, they actually feel like they're a part of the business instead of just an employee? Yeah. Um,
1: you know, I think the biggest thing is hiring the right person and, uh, you know, it's hard sometimes to, to know what that is. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got an uncle that owns a restaurant, it's been the restaurant industry for a separate uncle from my, my uncle that owned the the business that I have now. Um, and he's been in it since he was in his early twenties and, uh, he worked for KFC for a long time and, and they have a good like management training program. And he kind of has carried that program with him everywhere he's gone. So I spent a lot of time kind of picking his brain on hiring the right people. And, uh, you know, and he's like, there's no like necessarily like formula that you're going to get, you know, he's like, some people just don't work out and, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, it doesn't discredit them or doesn't, you know, discredit you for hiring someone that doesn't work out, you know? Um, But he's like, there's certain personality traits that do well in certain industries. And he's like, not that you're, you know, saying someone can't do this job, but like, you know, there's strengths that everybody has. And typically certain personality traits, specific ones tend to have these similar strengths. And uh, he's like, so you can look for those things. And that's what you do in your interviews. You know, Um, we hire a lot of high school age kids, which is, which is, great. You know, that's, that's one of my favorite things about the business is being able to work with these younger kids who are a lot of times, first time jobs, mm-hmm. maybe second time job, you know, um, because you can mold them into, you know, you know, hopefully something that helps them for their entire life. Um, we hired uh, one of my, one of my favorite employees I ever had. We hired him. He was 17 years old. He was going into senior year, and uh, he kind of had a rough, didn't really love school. wasn't very engaged. He was very intelligent, but he wasn't necessarily engaged, you know, had had some old personal struggles or whatever. And, but man, he was a great employee. And like we, uh, he, he caught on fast and he did awesome. We had him that whole senior year. And then, uh, he graduated, he graduated from high school and he went to work for a bigger company, um, doing stuff that was more in his wheelhouse. He liked tech and stuff like that. So he was installing different things for this company as a, as a tech guy. And uh, he's doing really well for himself now. And it's cool because you see him come in and he's just like family, you know, and, and I, you know, not that I did anything to get him there. Like, I think he had those skills already. Right. But he hadn't had, had a job before. So it was a great place for him to learn, you know, the hard work it takes and, and the time you have to put in to be good at what you do. And, and he progressed really fast for us. And I, you know, and he's going to do that wherever he goes. Cause he has those skills and was able to kind of hone them a little bit. And it's fun, you know, like, there's multiple stories like that, that, you know, you have. And and then there's also the other side of, you know, people that work there when my uncle owned it, that kind of taught me a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff, right. That are uh, the older ladies who are still working there serving tables. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm their boss or whatever today, but they're almost like my grandma or my aunt or, you know, it's like, they still teach me. and, And so they're the rocks that keep things going. And they, like I said, they help, you know, bring new kids in and, and, give that experience that you can't replace, you know, and things like that. And, um, it was a little bit of a transition to kind of change our vision because we had to change a little bit to get to where we were, right. You know, it couldn't, we had to structure things a little bit better. And as we got busier, it became more important to have, you know, organization and structure and how mm-hmm. things were ran. And, uh, so they had to adapt a little bit. And was that hard for for them? I think it, it was. And, um, you know, just the technology change that's happened in the seven years since we bought the store even and, and how things are logistically ran right. um, for even just organizing tickets and customers and things like that. And, and they've had to learn a lot, you know, but now there's, you know, a second nature to them and they do awesome. And um, there was some difficulty, I guess, but not any more than anywhere else, you know, so. Right. Well, I mean, again,
0: it goes back to that fulfillment side and the buy-in where you really have created a family culture where, yeah. you know, people feel comfortable. It, it's not some, I mean, it's an employee boss relationship, but at the same time, they feel comfortable and it's, a, it's an area where they can grow and develop. And, you know, just the attitude that you have is different from so many people out there where it's like, hey, look, we want to give these these kids, you know, an opportunity to be able to grow and develop. And, you know, yeah, you, you may not have had a huge impact, but reality you probably did because you gave them that first space to be able to really become who they knew they could be. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's an amazing uh, side just on your own from a fulfillment standpoint to just know, well, Hey, you know what? Maybe I helped, maybe I didn't, but you know, at least at the end of the day, I feel like I did something. Yeah. But, and that's, that's cool. I mean, that's what the whole point of business and entrepreneurship is. No. is. Being able to add value and, and help people grow and develop. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of change gears here. Let's talk about from a time standpoint. Uh, this the last couple of episodes have been kind of geared towards more of the investment side. And this can be time. This can be money. This can be, you know, energy. How have you been able to just say, okay, this is where I want to split up? You know, these different resources that I have and really invest into the business or into different areas of, you know, your life or becoming better
1: so that you can get to the point where your business can grow to the next level? What, what does that look like for you? Yeah, um, that's, uh, you know, we kind of already talked about time when we started up a little bit and, and it was a big investment up front, more than I anticipated, right? Um, and there's the monetary investment too that you put into it that you're kind of nervous, especially on something that you don't really know where it's going to work like yes we, we were somewhat of an established business already right and as far as we had been there for a long time but it was like you said it was a different completely different shift um and so it's kind of scary right and it's scary to put that money up and to think okay you know this is this is my potentially you know my family's future where we're gonna live you know like things fall through you don't know what economically it's going to do to your, your you know where you are and uh it's hard. Um, and then you have to look at it from the side of, you know, growing your business too, and, and where to allocate that money, right? And, and different things. And, um, you know, do you want to put it in advertising? Do you want to put it into uh, product research? You know, do you want to invest in? Uh, trying new things and seeing if that plays well with your customer base, and I mean everything you know changes. Do you want to invest it in the building that's falling apart? Do you <laughs> want to you know bring in more seating? Do you want to expand your kitchen? Like there's all these things that you know you're kind of like, where do we put what we have and what's going to be the most important? And it's hard to decide. I don't know that I can say that we had a formula that really was was the right formula or worked correctly. Right? You know, I kind of I've always kind of done things kind of how I feel and kind of my gut. Um, and like, said, so my business partner is great. And so we can kind of talk those things out and see where, our, you know, if we can come to an agreement where it should be. And, um, you know, we've, we've grown very organically. We haven't done a lot in advertising. And that was one of the things that I thought I would spend a lot more into. Right. Um, and we didn't put a lot of money there. We decided that we wanted to kind of clean up this old building. And so that's where a lot of our money at the start went, was, um, putting things, in order making it a more comfortable environment for our customers. Um, and a, and a better environment for those working there too, you know? Um, and as the growth got better and it continued to grow, it gave us more capital to continue to build those things. Right. And to expand. And as you grow, you expand and as you grow and you expand, and it's just a constant kind of beast that keeps going. Right. That is great. Um, that way. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if that,
0: no, that's answers super the question I know. From a a long-term perspective, I mean, where do you see this going in the next,
1: you know, five years per se? Yeah, you know, I'd like to think that we're going to keep growing. Um, Like I said, we're bigger now than I ever anticipated. Um, When I first started, I maybe thought I'd like to open a second location, and that's still not off the table. Um, But this one's done well enough that... Uh, I've really enjoyed the one and, and this idea of a second is a little intimidating again, right? And it's almost like starting over. So you kind of got to maybe get past that mind block a little bit to think that maybe you could have a second location. Um, But that's kind of like my, my hope, right, is that I can find a team and be able to expand it and, and do a couple more locations, you know it's a little bit of a unique model where we are, um, with the old building and the history of the, mm-hmm. the family restaurant there. Right. And so to, you almost have to change the model again, right. To expand. Cause it's, I don't know that you can recreate that and not feel fake, mm-hmm. I guess. Totally. Right? Yeah. I also, think you got to have that authenticity. Yeah, it's, for sure. it's huge. Um, and I think that's a huge part of our success is the authenticity. And like you said, people come in and they feel, they feel that authenticity. They feel the care, they feel the love almost like family. Right. Yeah. And, uh, to duplicate that exactly, I think is difficult. And so um, there's aspects that translate, right? And principles that translate, I guess, that you can take. And as I've kind of gotten into this now, that's kind of more how my my thinking has shifted is what what will translate and what successes can be independent of what's specifically unique about us to have a second or third location in the future. That's awesome. We're kind of close on time here. So... The last main
0: question I've got for you is if you were to do it all over again, or, you know, let's say you just had these new entrepreneurs or, uh, business owners that have been in the game for a while, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out? Or, you know, if you could leave that
1: one piece of that golden nugget, if you would, uh, what would that be? That's hard. I think, um, cause I think it's each situation is maybe a little different but i think um for me the most important thing that i've learned or brought or developed in this is is a passion you know um i think part of my struggle with going to school was was a, the motivation factor i just didn't enjoy it not that i didn't like learning that was fine you know it was just the everyday kind of grind of school that i really had a hard time with and so i think the passion to find something that you love um and move forward with it is probably the most important thing that I, I would say. Um, because with that passion comes, you know, an investment that is beyond more than just, Hey, I can make some money doing this. You know, it's, it's an actual emotional connection to what you're doing, which adds a, an extra level of risk. I think, mm-hmm. you know, makes it a little bit scarier because, uh, it's more personal, right? It's not, you know, but I think that's a good thing. At least it was for me. It's more powerful too in yeah, some ways. Yeah. And, uh, You know, so that's, that would probably be my biggest thing was to find something you love. I think, I guess there's a couple of schools of thought, right? One that you find something you love and you figure out how to make some money doing it and, or you go make some money and enjoy the things you love. And I, you know, I think either could be right. And, and, uh, you know, there's not a right or wrong, but, um, for me, it was easier to build off that passion that I had and turn it into something that could be profitable for us. Right that's awesome man well thanks so much for taking your time today
0: if people want to connect with you or come and check out the restaurant what's the name
1: of the restaurant where is it and how can they connect with you yeah so we um we're called high mountain and uh, we're just a burger restaurant in camas utah we're right on main street we're located at 40 north main um in camas which is about 15 minutes outside of park city about an hour from salt lake and uh it's a it's a great place um like I said, we love it. We hope that, you know, our goal is that everyone that comes in feels welcome and, and, uh, goes home with a great taste in their mouth and tells their friends about it. And, you know, it's, it's great. So
0: that's awesome. How can they connect with
1: you Yeah, you uh, a social media channel? Yeah. So yeah, we, um, our biggest our best online presence is our Facebook page. Um, we found that that was our best way to interact with people. So you just uh, go to Facebook search high mountain or high mountain burgers and, and we should pop up there. Um, we also have an Instagram account that is not as active as our Facebook, but people can check us out there too. So cool, awesome man! Thanks again, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. This
0: has been a great episode. Uh, be sure to check out future episodes. And if you have questions or comments of you know different people that you guest speakers that have been on the show, please uh, reach out to us on our social media channels uh, Facebook or Instagram and also through the Anchor app. You can record. Uh, personal questions, and we can bring those on to the episode. So thanks again, Grady, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about who we are and what we do, check out our website, S-E-L-F, Reliant, R-E-L-I-A-N-T, wealth, w-e-a-l-t-h.com. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle. Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.